Section thirty nine of Fabiola by Nicholas Patrick Cardinal Wiseman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Part Second Conflict. Chapter Twenty. The Public Works. If before the edict the Thermae of Diocletian were being erected by the labor and sweat of Christian prisoners, it would not appear surprising that their number and their sufferings should have greatly increased with the growing intensity of a most savage persecution that emperor himself was expected for the inauguration of his favorite building and hands were doubled on the work to expedite its completion chains of supposed culprits arrived each day from the port of luna from sardinia and even from the crimea or chersonesus where they had been engaged in quarries or mines and were put to labor in the harder departments of the building art to transport materials to saw and cut stone and marble to mix the mortar and to build up the walls were the duties allotted to the religious culprits many of whom were men little accustomed to such menial toil the only recompense which they received for their labor was that of the mules and oxen which shared their occupation little better if better than a stable to sleep in food sufficient in quantity to keep up their strength clothing enough to guard them from the inclemency of the season this was all they had to expect feathers on their ankles heavy chains to prevent their escape increased their sufferings and taskmasters acceptable in proportion as they were unreasonable watched every gang with lash or stick in hand ever ready to add pain to toil whether it were to vent their own wanton cruelty upon unresisting objects or to please their crueler masters but the christians of rome took peculiar care of these blessed confessors who were particularly venerated by them their deacons visited them by bribing their guards and young men would boldly venture among them and distribute more nourishing food or warmer clothing to them or give them the means of conciliating their keepers so as to obtain better treatment at their hands they would then also recommend themselves to their prayers as they kissed the chains and the bruises which these holy confessors bore for christ this assemblage of men convicted of serving faithfully their divine master was useful for another purpose like the stew in which the luxurious Ulculus kept his lambries ready fattened for a banquet, like the cages in which rare birds, the pens in which well-fed cattle, were preserved for the sacrifice, or the feast of an imperial anniversary, like the dens near the amphitheatre in which ferocious beasts were fed for exhibition at the public games, just so were the public works the preserves from which at any time could be drawn the materials for a sanguinary hectatomb or gratification of the popular appetite for cruel spectacles on any occasion of festivity public stores of food for those fierce animals whenever the roman people wished to share in their savage propensities such an occasion was now approaching the persecution had lingered no person of note had been yet captured the failures of the first day had not been fully repaired and something more wholesale was expected the people demanded more sport and an approaching imperial birthday justified their gratification the wild beasts which sebastian and pancratius had heard yet roared for their lawful prey christianus adionis might seem to have been interpreted by them as meaning that the christians of right belonged to them one afternoon towards the end of december corvinus proceeded to the baths of diocletian accompanied by catullus who had an eye for proper combatants in the amphitheatre such as a good dealer would have for cattle at a fair he called for rabirius the superintendent of the convict department and said to him rabirius 
i am come by order of the emperor to select a sufficient number of the wicked christians under your charge for the honour of fighting in the amphitheatre on occasion of the coming festival really answered the officer i have none to spare i am obliged to finish the work in a given time and i cannot do so if i am left short of hands i cannot help that others will be got to replace these that are taken from you you must walk catalyst and myself through your works and let us choose those that will suit us Arvirius, grumbling at this unreasonable demand submitted nevertheless to it and took them into a vast area just vaulted over it was entered by a circular vestibule lighted from above like the pantheon this led into one of the shorter arms of the cruciform hall of noble dimensions into which opened a number of lesser though still handsome chambers at each angle of the hall where the arms intersected one another a huge granite pillar of one block had to be erected two were already in their places one was girt with ropes delivered round capstans ready to be raised on the morrow a number of men were actively employed in making final preparations catullus nudged corvinus and pointed with his thumb to two fine youths who stripped slave fashion to their waists were specimens of manly athletic forms i must have those two riberius said the willing purveyor to wild beasts they will do charmingly i am sure they are christians they work so cheerfully i cannot possibly spare them at present they are worth six men or a pair of horses at least to me wait till the heavy work is over and then they are at your service what are their names that i may take note of them and mind keep them up in good condition they are called largus and smaragdus they are young men of excellent family but work like plebeians and will go with you nothing loath they shall have their wish said Corvinus with great glee and so they had later as they went through the works however they picked out a number of captives for many of whom Rabirius made resistance but generally in vain at length they came near one of those chambers which flanked the eastern side of the longer arm of the hall in one of them they saw a number of convicts if we must use the term resting after their labour the centre of the group was an old man most venerable in appearance with a long white beard streaming on his breast mild in aspect gentle in word cheerful in his feeble action it was the confessor saturninus now in his eightieth year yet loaded with two heavy chains at each side were the more youthful labourers syriacus and sicinius of whom it is recorded that in addition to their own task work one on each side they bore up his bonds indeed we are told that their particular delight was over and above their own aside portion of toil to help their weaker brethren and perform their work for them but their time was not yet come for both of them before they received their crowns were ordained deacons in the next pontificate several other captives lay on the ground about the old man's feet as he seated on a block of marble was talking to them with a sweet gravity which riveted their attention and seemed to make them forget their sufferings what was he saying to them was he requiting syriacus for his extraordinary charity by telling him that in commemoration of it a portion of the immense pile which they were toiling to raise will be dedicated to god under his invocation become a title and close its line of titulars by an illustrious name or was he recounting another more glorious vision how this smaller oratory was to be superseded and absorbed by a glorious temple in honour of the queen of angels which should comprise the entire of that superb hall 
with its vestibule under the directing skill of the mightiest artistic genius that the world should ever see what more consoling thought could have been vouchsafed to those poor oppressed captives than that they were not so much erecting baths for the luxury of a heathen people or the prodigality of a wicked emperor as in truth building up one of the stateliest churches in which the true god is worshipped and the virgin mother who bore him incarnate is affectionately honoured from a distance Corvinus saw the group and pausing asked the superintendent the names of those who composed it he enumerated them readily then added you may as well take that old man if you like for he is not worth his keep as far as work goes thank you replied Corvinus. a pretty figure he would cut in the amphitheatre the people are not to be put off with decrepit old creatures whom a single stroke of a bear's or tiger's paw kills outright they like to see young blood flowing and plenty of life struggling against wounds and blows before death comes to decide the contest but there is one there whom you have not named his face is turned from us he has not the prisoner's garb nor any kind of fetter who can it be i do not know his name answered Rabirius, but he is a fine youth who spends much of his time among the convicts relieves them and even at times helps them in their work he pays of course well for being allowed all this so it is not our business to ask questions but it is mine though said corvinus sharply and he advanced for this purpose the voice caught the stranger's ear and he turned round to look corvinus sprung upon him with the eye and action of a wild beast seized him and called out with exultation fetter him instantly this time at least pancratius thou shalt not escape End of section 39